Welcome to the Imago Day Eastside Gathering Podcast. Good morning, Imago Day. So good to see you this morning. I say see you, but I'm not actually seeing you. I'm looking at a camera, but I know you're seeing me. So it kind of feels like I'm looking at you because I know you're looking at me. So anyway, it's just good to be with you this morning. I miss y'all. I love y'all. Um, and I'm glad to share in the word with you this morning, just a, a few thoughts. Um, the reality is that we, as the traditional church, we've had to respond to this COVID-19 uh, pandemic. The churches of Portland and around the world have had to take time to redirect and reassess and, you know, hold up, wait a minute, let's collect the data, let's survey our options, let's read some reviews, let's make some decisions, let's cancel some gatherings, let's change some platforms, let's let's figure out in light of all the information that we have and the bans coming down from the government, how we now will function in light of these new realities. There's a bump in the road. There's a glitch in the system. We got to reshape, reform, reassess, reevaluate our plan. And I think because the church is seen in the world as the representation of God, it could feel like God is behaving that same way. Having these same reactions to these events. It can seem like God is needing to pivot cancel some things, figure some things out, work on his next move, his new plan. But this morning, I just want to encourage you, he's not. God has not had to pause even for a second. He didn't need a moment to gather himself or his thoughts. He's not thrown off. He's not distracted. His plan has not been interrupted, not even a little bit. He is God and has known about this very moment in history since before in the beginning. So what does that mean? It means that all that we experience, even this COVID-19, has been calculated into the equation of the victory of Jesus, the restoration of the world, the making all things new, the reconciling all things, the working together of all things for the good of those who love, and have been called, it's all been factored in. For what can take God by surprise? What can overwhelm him? What is actually out of his control? Nothing. So God still has a plan in play and God's plan is still right on track. And you and I are still a part of it. What part do you and I play? I'm so glad you asked. We continue as the people of God, as disciples of Jesus, to pray for and work toward the Spirit's transformation of this world through the Spirit's transformation of people. And the the passage I want us to read together this morning is Matthew 28, verse 16 through 20. It says, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, 
Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amago Day, this uh, this is not to dismiss the the realities that some people have like experienced much loss in this season and as a result of this pandemic, and folks are like really hurting and um, people are literally dying and friends and uh, folks that we know, family even maybe have been impacted by this directly. I know folks who have literally had relatives who have died as a direct result of COVID-19. And so it's not to dismiss any of that. And I believe we've done a good job as a church talking through um, if you are having like these anxieties. And I think all of us every day, like it's fluctuating and, it, it, you know, we trust in the Lord, yet sometimes our emotions, you know, have us here and there and everywhere. And I believe we've been given tools um, and, and, and you've been seeking out tools of how do I cope and how do I uh, get through this time emotionally and and, and, all, and all of that. Um, this isn't to dismiss any of that. This is to add another piece um, and give us something else to consider this morning. It, it's, it's, I think it's interesting when the Bible tells us to think on certain things or to consider certain things or to fix our minds on certain things because naturally our minds goes to certain places. Um, but to have the things of, of God on our minds and his perspective, it, it feels like that has to be an intentional act, something that we have to pursue on our own. And I just wanted to give us some things to, to think about and consider this morning. And ultimately, it's just that the mission of Jesus continues. And we don't have to understand how God is going to accomplish what he desires to accomplish. Even in this season, our responsibility is to be faithful and to be obedient. The reality, y'all, is that God is drawing hearts to himself and transforming those hearts even now, especially now. People are asking all kinds of questions about God and the reality that they are experiencing and knowing that people are dying at the numbers that they are. Though, yeah, we can say, you know, the flu has been killing more people and cancer kills people, all of that true. I think it's because that's so normative, that's not shocking anymore to the ear. But this new thing has kind of grasped people's attention and raised a, a, a level of concern for some folks. Um, and they are considering mortality, considering death. People are asking big questions about what's next. Is there life after this? People are going back to uh, the, the religion or the, the faith that they were introduced to as kids and saying, maybe I need to pick this back up. Let me take a fresh look at this. Or, or wh where do I stand with God? God is moving in people all around. And the question is, how do we as the people of God, as the disciples of Jesus, continue to step in and be on mission with Jesus. God is literally healing people every day, even of this coronavirus. And we should praise the Lord for that. He is raising up leaders and speaking to his church by his spirit. And even in this moment of quiet, we as the church should not be silent. We must continue to testify of the gospel 
of Jesus, the goodness of Jesus, the ways that we've seen him come through for us time and time again. Revelations 12 says, said that they overcame Satan. If you look, go look at that passage. They overcame, they overcame Satan by the blood of the lamb. That makes sense, right? That's what Jesus came to do. The blood of the lamb, Jesus, the blood defeated Satan. Okay. They overcame Satan by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimonies. Practicing what God has done for them, the word of the Lord to each other as a means to encourage each other and defeat the scheme of Satan as he's trying to suggest things to our minds and get us to accept the things that he wants us to accept. We should be practicing the truths of Jesus one to another. We should not be silent in this moment. Your voice is not included in the stay at home directive or that shelter in place order. Your influence is not suppressed by an executive order. And it's okay if you don't have the technology to do the Zoom calls and the Google Meets calls that we're doing. Way before there was Zoom and Google Meets, there was that good old telephone. And I'm young, you know, compared, you know, depending on, you know, it's, it's, it's relative, right? But I'm old enough to remember the good old landline telephone. Now, I was in middle school and we would be on the phone. They called it three-way. But when I was in fifth grade, I remember being on the phone. It was a good 12, 15 of us. And we all had our assignments on who we would call because you could only call, I think, two people. But once you got them on the phone, they can call two people. And that three-way turned into like a 12, 15, 18 way. And we was going to figure out a way to communicate. This before we had texting and cell phones and, and Google chats and all these other technological advances. We had the good old landline, the cordless. Y'all, come on. Y'all remember? What I'm saying is, however you got to get in the game, however you got to be getting your voice out there as the people of God, there are people that need to hear from you right now. There are probably some people that you've thought about over the last couple of weeks that you've not reached out to. You should reach out to them. There are some friends that you know are not saved, do not know the Lord, and probably are having some of these questions, asking some of these questions. You should check in on them and really just to see how they're doing. But who knows where God will allow that conversation to go? I guess I want us to take the limits off of our minds of what God can and will and desires to do in this moment. The kingdom of God is not on break. This ain't halftime. There's no pause in this. We are the people of God representing the kingdom of God. And right now, I don't want to say more than ever because I don't know all the history and this may not have been even the worst time, you know, but I'm just saying right now, especially we should stand up as the people of God and be working toward the advancement of his kingdom. And that includes caring for folks. Maybe you have time and you're healthy and you're young enough that you should be out volunteering somewhere and helping to pack lunches and, and get food and deliver food and meals on wheels and all the different things, all the different needs that are out there today. Like, But we should be seeking God about in this moment, God, how would you have us to be your disciples, to, to forward your gospel, to preach it and to live it in this day, in this age? What would you require of us? We're still on mission. It's not delayed.
And how we go about it might need to look different for a minute, but we are still active disciples seeking to make disciples. That's who we are. That's what we do. That's who we are. And that's what we do. It don't stop. It don't change. Now, when Jesus was, was, was leaving in the passage I just left, he's giving them their instructions in Matthew 28, like the religious rulers and the government authorities are against these Jesus followers. Now, the last three years for the disciples, they've been rocking with Jesus. There was a certain confidence that, man, okay, he can disappear and slip away. He could do his kind of ninja. You thought I was here, now I'm gone. He could walk on water. He could perform the miracles. There's a certain safety and security that comes with that. But now you just watched him die a few days ago. Now he's telling you, I'm leaving you and I'm about to send you out to be my representative. Like, and you know that they just killed him. And if they will kill him, he who is God, you know, they don't care nothing about you. Yet you are called to be a disciple and you've been given this mission, this assignment. They probably had to figure out how they were going to do it. This moment probably looked a lot different from them than the previous three years walking with Jesus did. So they might have to figure out what's this, what's going to be the way, what's going to be the new method. We got to, got to be a little bit more underground. Like how are we going to figure this out? But there's no question that they were going to answer the call and that they were going to fulfill their part of the mission to make disciples, to, to, to take the whole gospel to the whole person, to the whole world. And so I just want us to remember, y'all, that, that this is not a break from what God has called us to. It's an opportunity for us to press in further. Even though these times are uncertain, we can worship Jesus with our faith and our obedience, just like the disciples did in verse 17. It said that they worship Jesus, though they doubted or though some of them doubt it, because our worship isn't in response to life circumstances. Our worship of Jesus is not in response to how we feel in the moment. Our worship to Jesus is in response to who God is and what Christ has done. Because of that, we worship. Romans 12 says, therefore, right after in chapters 11 and, and all through Romans, like, like going ham on the gospel, making it super, super clear, like what the gospel is, what Christ has accomplished. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of what? God's mercy. I urge you, brothers and sisters, with God's mercy in view. In response to God's mercy, brothers and sisters, I now urge you to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And Imago, that's who we want to be in this season. We want to be a people who have offered our full selves in worship to God. Whatever our circumstances, whatever predicament we find ourselves in, we want to find ourselves worshiping God. And when we worship, we are transformed. And when we offer ourselves fully and completely to God, he then can use us in monumental ways, y'all. And he will.
And I know in this type of season and predicament, it could look like, a, God, what could you possibly do to feed these 5,000 people when all I got is a Wendy's four by four or four for four? Uh, uh, but but the, the point is that it's an opportunity to remember that God is faithful to take whatever we will offer in faith and make much of it. He makes it useful for his purposes. He makes it sufficient. No, it's not enough. That's four chicken nuggets, a little fry, a junior bacon cheeseburger, and a drink. That's not enough. But you give it to Jesus. He makes it enough. And I think coming from the, 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 where I grew up, I understand that a little bit. Because growing up poor, everything was subsidized. It felt like we never had enough. And so you always had to give what you had. And then somebody came and filled in the gap. The government, friends, family, whoever you would humble yourself enough to ask for help. It, it wasn't just always freebies. You, you give, you, you participate, you give what you got. And then we'll, we'll, we'll make the difference up. That's not a new idea. Whatever we offer to God in faith, it's, it's up to him to make it enough. So don't be discouraged by feeling like you have too little to offer. So my question is, in this season, what is God trying to accomplish in us? What dreams have he given you that you need to still be pursuing? What did he tell you at the start of this year that you were sure about that maybe you gave up on because now you got to be in home? All of them aren't null and void, right? Like there may be some gatherings or some events or some things you had planned that you that you felt like God had called you to. But 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 is the principle still possible? Are there things that you can be putting in place, putting in order that when the time comes, it's just about executing because you've taken the time to write the vision, make it plain. You understand what I'm saying? What is God desiring from you, from me in this season? Who should we be helping? Who should we be calling? What should we be learning? What should we be taking out of these moments? Many of us had already decided that we wanted to slow down. We wanted to uh, uh, d uh, develop a Sabbath. We wanted to um, uh, uh, establish a prayer life or, or a time alone with God. We, we had decided that we already wanted to do some of these things, but how is that ever going to happen? Life is so busy and crazy. And then, ta-da! Some of us ain't got nothing but time. Not me. I mean, um, that's, not, that's not my testimony, but some of us have nothing but time. And if we're not careful, we'll just fill it up. Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, games, kicking it, streaming, whatever, binge watching, whatever. And before we know it, this season will be over. And yes, we have, we will have gone through it, but will we have like learned through it? Will we have gotten out of it what God maybe desired for us to get out of it? And will we even take the time to know? Will we ask him? Will we seek him? 
I want us, Amago, to be attentive to what this season is revealing about us to us. The reality is that we all will be changed in this season and the change isn't necessarily for this season, but it's for all that will happen after this season. God is still making us into his image. He is still crafting us and molding us into who he desires us to be because there's still a part of this mission that we have been given the privilege and the honor to carry out. And this is true regardless of how we're impacted by it. We are all being changed, all being challenged. And those of us who emerge from this, we will not come out of it the same. So Imago Day, let's take ownership of what transformation looks like for us by seeking the Lord, by being intentional, by building some new healthy habits. Now, what I don't want to get confused is that I'm not saying that this season is all about production or productivity, but I'm saying that in this season, we have to set our minds on things intentionally and know that God is still working. God is still moving. His promises are still yes and amen. He is not thrown off by this pandemic. He will use even this as a means to his ultimate end. So y'all, let's not waste this time. Let's not waste this time, but let's be prayerful and watchful and attentive and discerning and seeking the Lord about how we use, how we steward this time. For some, it's been very hard and, and even harder times are going to come. And, but I wonder, is are there parts of this season that we can look to and see the gift in it. And where it's hard, you you don't have to bear those those parts alone, y'all. Like we are here. We are a community. We are a family. I'm 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 they say I'm from the show me state. Show me seven, I'll show you eight. Like I'm I'm I don't talk about it. I be about it. That's that's just kind of where I come from. You don't talk about it, you be about it. And all of this talk about the Acts 2 church and the Acts 4 church and they had all things in common and they sold their possessions to make sure nobody had a need and they just look, that sounds real good from the pulpit and the when you at church and everybody come and then disperse and then come back the next week and don't really have no interaction. But y'all, if that's what it calls for in this season, like I'm actually excited. I already started making a list of stuff I could sell, get rid of if it come down to it, because who has need that we might need to meet? And I know with the social distancing is hard because there's so much that you can't do to help meet needs. There are single mothers and single fathers who got two, three, four kids, maybe even one, okay? 24 seven with a kid, I don't care. One, two, three. Listen, you need a break, I know. And I hate that we can't set something up to, to provide that for you. But I know there are ways that we can provide some community and connection. And, we've, and we're doing those things. There are prayer calls that have been created for us to jump in. There are Bible studies that are happening online, home communities that are happening online. If you got some kids and you want them just to get on an iPad or something and FaceTime with some other kids, I got kids that will get on and entertain your kids. They don't even need to know your kids. 
And if that'll distract your kids for a few minutes, an hour, two hours, where you can just have some time and just, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, got, we might have to get creative, but let's get creative. Let's figure it out. I just don't want anyone watching this to feel like they are left to bear the burden of this alone. Because none of us are. And when I need y'all, I'm I'm calling somebody, okay? And but I that I don't that ain't because I'm I'm Pastor Mike. That's because I really believe that we're a community. And when a need arises, I believe that y'all will be there for me. And I just need you to know. You may not feel like you connected enough, you just came around a few months ago, whatever the you know barrier might be. What I'm saying is if you have needs, y'all, reach out to the community. Because we have a bunch of folk who are ready and willing to try to do, to do the best we can to help out. Even in a season of social distancing, our God is still ever so present with us. And there is no distance in prayer, so you can always communicate that way. And thanks be to God that even though we can't physically touch each other, we can still be connected. So again, please jump on those prayer calls, those Bible studies, those video check-ins and, and, and calls, uh, or start your own. People have said, look, man, I used to go to happy hour every Friday with my boys. And though we can't go to happy hour, we all get on the phone on Friday night and have happy hour together. Yo, do that. I'm telling you, it might sound corny, okay? It might be like, Mike, come on. I've been on a couple calls. There, a lot of them have been work, a lot of them have been meetings, but some of them have just been to check in and hang out with some of my peoples. And when I tell you it's been so good, y'all, you hang up and it's like, I was just with my friends. I, you just literally hung out with your friends. And if you do it on video, you seeing their faces, you seeing their facial expressions, you hearing those voices, it's the best we can get for right now. This won't be always, but it's it's a it's an okay substitute for right now. Um, let me see where I'm at. So yeah, start your own maybe. Literally call the person that you've been thinking about multiple times over the past few weeks and, and hang out. Reach out to some of your friends, jump on a video call together, hang out. So let's support each other in this moment. Call and watch a movie together. Okay, maybe you and your girlfriends do movie night once a month. Still do your movie night. One of you can put your 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 iPad or your something on this side. Okay, get on a video chat. I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna help y'all. Y'all ready for some help? Okay, here we go. You wanna do a movie night? Do a movie night. You used to being with your girls sitting side by side, one on the couch here, one on the couch there. You can still do that. Okay, you put your iPad right here. You be on Facetime already, or or, or Google Meets or whatever Zoom, whatever you wanna be on. You put it right here. Y'all go on Netflix or whatever it is, and you press play at the same time. It may be a bunch of y'all, maybe three, four of y'all. Y'all get on at the same time, press play at the same time, watch a movie together. Now, I know somebody in Everly going to have that, that slow uh, 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 bandwidth. You know, they, they Netflix might be a couple seconds behind. So just, you know, wait for them. When something funny happened, hold your laugh. Then when the slow person laughed, then y'all all laugh. You know, love each other that way. But I'm just saying there's a way that y'all can still have this community time even though we can't physically be together. And some of you just need to uh, 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 
a break out of the monotony of just kind of being home and not going to work or or some of y'all like man I miss going to work like I used to get up and go to work and I would say still get up and go to work I'm not telling you to drive to your job but you just got to get creative in these times like you could um get up right tomorrow's Monday get up get dressed okay put on everything put on your coat your shoes your everything right and go to your car and turn on your music and then um, go to a car that's parked on your street and pull up behind it and have your music playing and just just sit there behind the, the parked car. Because that's what Portland's traffic be like anyway. So it'd be kind of like you commuting to work. No? Okay. What I'm saying is <clears throat> find ways to make it through this season. But just don't feel like you have to do it alone. We've got, um, yeah, too many people in this community who love you and um, who want to make sure that you're healthy and that you're good. So take advantage of that. Ultimately, isolation is a place where the enemy often uh, has, his, has a field day with people, believers or not. And it's important to us at Imago that you not feel isolated, that you not feel alone. And so if you would, please um, reach out to us, reach out to us for community, reach out to us um, if there are other needs. We know that folks are losing their jobs. We know that um, rent is due. People are waiting on checks from the from the government and you know these different aids and whatnot. There's so much happening, and there's not just one blanket answer. We don't have just a, a quick fix. Um, and, I, and I'm not trying to make light of the reality that like times are really hard for a lot of people right now. I guess what I'm trying to say is that yes, they are hard. Yet God has still blessed some people with much, while some right now have little. And these people have the Spirit of God in them. And they desire to use the excess that God has given them to serve those who don't have enough. Because we're the church. And that's what we do. In Revelation 21, John records what the Lord revealed to him about the new heavens and the new earth. And he records Jesus saying that he would make all things new. And y'all, this is the hope of the gospel. That God will reconcile all things and that we, his children, will inhabit this new heaven and this new earth with God and each other forever. And that there will be no more pain. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more fear. There will be no more sickness. Corona, not present. And the way that this happens is that us who have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, heard of this God who became a man and lived a life of perfection and then gave us an opportunity to take that life of perfection as our own. And though he lived a life of perfection, he died a death that is reserved for the worst of sinners. And he did that also so that us who are sinners would not have to die that type of death. So we get his life and we give him our death. 
And that gets us right relationship with God forever. If we trust and believe that this is what he has done for us, it is a gift to us. And though he died on that cross on the third day, he rose again and he ascended into heaven. And one day Jesus is coming back and he's going to make all things new. That's the mission that we're in process of right now. And he will accomplish his mission. He will accomplish his goal. And we've been brought into that mission to play a part. And even during this COVID-19 coronavirus season, the mission is not on break. The mission is not on pause. So let us offer our full selves in worship to God as disciples of God for his glory and for the good of the world. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this moment that we all have to share together in your word. I thank you that you are sovereign and that you are good and that you do truly hold the whole world in your hands. God, we have to react because we didn't see this coming. We didn't know that coronavirus was on the way and that it would hit the way that it did. We didn't know that it would impact our cities and our communities and our budgets and our lives the way that it has. But God, we know that you are an all-knowing God and that none of this has caught you by surprise and that you've not had to readjust one part of the plan you have already had in motion. So God, we put our trust in that God, in you, the one who holds all things together, the one who will walk with us through this. God, we thank you for the sacrifice of your son and that we have been made one with you through Jesus Christ. And now all of us who believe in him are a part of the same family, adopted into the family of God. God, in this moment, I pray that we would live as the family of God, that we would support each other as we have need, that we would humble ourselves and ask for help when we need it. God, thank you for making all things new. I thank you for the opportunity to partner with you in bringing your vision to pass, accomplishing your mission for the good of this world. May you be glorified forever and ever. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.